0: Greenfield Post on Triple M.
1: Are we live? Yes. With Will and MJ. They're awake and they're fire. on fire. <gasps> yes this is the Greenfield Post on Triple M with Will and MJ and Will we can't start the show without mentioning Olympics off the top.
0: Oh I think we probably should. It's probably the most topical sporting event going on at the moment.
1: I wasn't looking forward to it that much to be honest. Yeah. And now it's started I can't get enough of it.
0: Yeah it's, it's a very very intriguing interesting Olympics this one and MJ, we're on top of the medal tally. We are winning. We are. Let's pack it up. As of right now. Let's ring the buzzer.
1: Finish. Day one.
0: Over. We might just all pack up and head home. Champions.
1: Good idea. Yep. I'm not interested in any other sports. I'm happy with two gold medals.
0: Two golds on day one. We are killing it over there and we're going to be covering off uh, a lot of Olympics chat. And we're going to be crossing live into the village, MJ.
1: I can't wait for that. Nick Maloof, who's a member of the Australian Rugby Sevens team. He's on standby to chat to us live from the village right now.
0: Yep, and we'll get a and bit he of said, insight. he
1: said we can ask him anything we want. Yep. So it's not going to just be about Rugby Sevens. Yep, definitely not. I've got lots of other stuff. Planned I don't have a here. whole lot to ask him about Rugby Sevens. I'll well, start getting some questions Oh, already. I'll
0: write them down now.
1: Quick. All right. We'll speak to him next on the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Will, we have a very, very special guest on the line live from Rio from the Athletes' Village.
0: Yeah, believe it or not, we've somehow managed to pull a guest together, and we're, on the line we've got Nick Maloof, who's part of the Australian Sevens team. How are you, Nick?
2: I'm good, boys. How are you going?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Now, how's your preparation going? You've had a bit of a knee injury recently.
2: Yeah, it's been a bit of a, a crazy few weeks for me. I uh, thought everything was right. We had some games against Japan a few weeks ago, and and unfortunately in those games I injured my meniscus, and on the day of the... Uh, The Olympic team was named. I actually went in for surgery, but uh, things have fallen my way and luckily I'm over here with the rest of the boys, which is very exciting.
1: So a meniscus seems like a pretty serious injury. You're fairly confident you'll be up for the first game?
2: Yeah, yeah, mate, I'll be fine. I I ran six days after the surgery, so um, I've been ticking all the boxes that I needed to. So all, uh, all our strength and conditioning coaches and our head coach are happy, and I'm really confident that I'll be fine when I get out there.
0: Yeah, unreal. So you've been in a in a training camp uh, a few hours south of Rio, is that right?
2: Yeah, we instead uh, of coming into the village straight away, we flew into Rio, then just headed down to a place called Portobello, just south of Rio. We spent a week down there, and it's been been really good. We've just been able to escape the uh, craziness of the the village and just chill out and. Enjoy spending some time together and get some good work done.
0: Yeah, so it's all preparation at the moment, but you're in the village now. Are the rooms as bad as everyone's making out?
2: Um, they're not too bad. It's um, it's pretty close living quarters where basically I'm basically sleeping on top of my roomie, but <laughs> apart from that, it's all pretty good.
1: Did you have to install your own shower curtain, Andrew Bogart style?
2: Uh, yes, there, there is no shower curtain. You're and kidding. We, we haven't bothered to install any
1: <laughs> yeah you'll be right
2: have you seen any of the nba players around yeah we've uh i saw Deli and uh joe ingles and Bogut, the Savo. we um saw a few more of them at um in the dining hall at dinner and um Utah and bolt was sitting at the end of the table that we were having dinner at so that was pretty cool he was kidding. absolutely swamped swamped by people
0: that's hilarious. What's the dining setup like? Is it just a massive hall where it's like a United Nations of just eating?
2: Pretty much, it's like it's pretty much like four, four or five footy fields just back to back, and um, there's more. You can you can literally not see the other end of the dining hall, and there's different coloured chairs. So everyone goes off to grab what they feel like eating, and you got to nominate sort of where you're all going to come back to meet.
1: And you're saying Bolt? Did he have any time to eat his baked beans, or was he just getting mobbed by fans wanting selfies?
2: Uh, he actually he was in a full track suit with his earphones in at dinner, <laughs> and then uh, I think he spotted the, the Dutch hockey national team. There's <laughs> some of the girls there, so the, the earphones came out, and he started trying to learn a bit of magic.
1: From memory, last Olympics he spent a fair bit of time with the Swedish handball team. Has he moved on to the Dutch hockey team now? Has he?
2: Yeah, he's. Uh, He he chooses whoever he wants and and uh, they're usually pretty obliging.
0: (laughs) Is there like a curfew or anything on the Australian team? Does each team have its own rules and stuff or can you just do what you like?
2: Uh, We've sort of just got our training schedule and and that's laid out for us and then I think that'll be reassessed post-competition and I'm I'm not sure what the curfew policy once everything serious is out of the way is going to be. We've heard
1: rumours there's a nightclub in the village. Is that true? Uh,
2: I haven't found it just yet, but I'll keep you boys posted.
1: Yeah, I feel like we should call you.
0: <laughs> we should call you post sevens tournament for a bit more. Uh, a bit more dirt.
1: We're speaking with Nick Malouf from the Australian Rugby Sevens team. He's live in the Olympic Village. We'll hear more from Nick next on the Greenfield Post on Triple M. We're speaking with Nick Malouf, a member of the Australian Rugby Sevens team. He's over in the Olympic Village in Rio. Now, Nick. Which country should be looking out for? We know that the Australians are a massive medal chance, but who, who's on your radar as the main competitor?
2: The uh, top four teams are, are usually all pretty competitive. Uh, uh, us, South Africa, Fiji, New Zealand, and then um, Great Britain, who will be interesting because they have obviously playing under England, Scotland, and Wales traditionally in our um, seven, uh series. So it'll be interesting to see how they come together.
0: Yeah, nice. Uh, have you got any plans for like an Olympic rings tattoo? Are you gonna flog it up once you get back.
2: Uh, no, I will, not, I will not be getting a tattoo.
0: <laughs> Even a little ankle one.
2: Uh, negative. <laughs>
1: <Not> <laughs> I reckon you might.
2: Not a chance. <laughs>
1: so, so what happens when your competition's finished? Are you allowed to just hang around the village as long as you want?
2: Yeah, mate. We've we've actually got to stay. You're not allowed to leave. So, um, all the athletes are on a chartered flight home, which um, could be madness, but. I'm looking forward to
0: it. Yeah, that'll be good fun. And uh, yeah. the um, the condom situation's always like really well publicised. Have, have you been given like your, your own little starter pack or anything?
1: Olympic rings?
2: Mate, you gotta go out hunting for it. We there was there was nothing laid out on the bed, nothing in the rooms. <laughs> and then and then the only vending machine for them that I found was right in the middle of the dining hall. And if you're brave enough to do that then Go for it.
0: In the middle of like the airline hangar dining hall, (laughs) the whole world's watching you.
2: Yeah, I've only seen one bloke do it, and it was this old codger from Thailand. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) all the boys were a bit sus about what was going on there.
1: So are you allowed to go into other countries' sort of headquarters?
2: Uh, I think you're not meant to, but once competition is over, that's probably up for discussion.
0: Yeah, so it's it's a bit of a schooly setup. It's frowned upon but everyone gets it done.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's there's the Secchies downstairs and <coughs> after a few after a few days they start to loosen up.
0: Yeah. And and everyone's doing fire escape runs and jumping balconies.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what about in the Australia?
1: Do you do you like the rugby players have their own level in the village and the basketball is on another level or is everyone mixed up?
2: Yeah, we've got because there's both the men's and the women's team. We've got our our own level, which is pretty good. I think the um, swimmers are the one above us. So between the two of us, we're both finishing pretty early. Should be um, an interesting. Carney's interesting on level three and four. <laughs> uh,
0: and are there any uh, any particular athletes you, you you're keen to hang out with or catch up with over there?
2: Uh, probably just the usuals, mate. It's, yeah. um The thing that I found most interesting is just the different body types. Like there's so many ridiculously tall blokes walking around and probably the thing that we've started doing, which is pretty fun, is just guessing what sport (laughs) different people come. And like you you have no idea. There's this tiny little um, woman came up and sat next to me on the bus and I thought for sure she'd be a gymnast, but she was a fencer, so I would have never picked that
0: well, that's the thing, because you, you, down here in Australia, you're, you know, in the athletic, like, top 2%, and over there, you're just like another another bloke.
2: Yeah, it was, I don't know, over 10,000 of us all got getting around, so, yeah, it's... everyone's just sort of in, in the same
1: boat. Yeah. And now you've got all your uniforms set up. Do you have to do your own washing and everything? Uh,
2: turns out the washing's a bit of a debacle. <laughs> we, um, we went... We went down to put it in tonight and it took about 45 minutes just to put the washing in because the line was that big. Oh, my God. And apparently some people aren't even getting... You just have to put it in a bag and then they attach a barcode to it and cable tie it and you get it back the next day. But apparently a lot of people just aren't coming back full stops. So wow. Fingers crossed we won't put anything too important in there.
0: Well, yeah, because the Aussies got like laptops and all that all that stolen the other day. So you reckon there's a bit of laundry theft going on?
2: Yeah, there's, there might be a few volunteers walking around in Aussie kit. <laughs> <laughs> They'll stand out at least.
0: And and just to wrap yeah. it up, how is Rio in general? Do you reckon it's gonna they're gonna pull off a, a, a decent games, or is it the debacle that everyone's carrying on about?
2: Mate, I, I honestly do think it's gonna be something pretty special. The the place itself is amazing, and um, I think. The uh, excitement's just building and we saw a couple of the venues today and everything looks really good and there's lots of people walking around and um, there's plenty of security so anyone that's worried about that, I don't think you really need to be. I think everyone's just pumped and can't wait to get it started.
0: Oh, that's good news. Finish on a high note then. Um, Well, I guess that's it. Thanks a lot, mate. Uh, We'll hopefully be in touch with you uh, within the next week or so and hopefully you'll be a gold medalist by then, hey?
2: Fingers crossed, mate. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a lowdown in a
1: week's time. And we'll be all over the Rugby Sevens. We'll be watching that live every game, I reckon. I'm, I'm excited for you, Nick. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it.
0: That was Nick Maloof from the Australian Rugby Sevens team. He's over in Rio, and he sounds like he's pretty pumped for the game. It sounds like there's a bit of a buzz around in Rio. Oh, you can't help but be a
1: little bit jealous of him, can
0: you? Yeah, sounds like a pretty fun place to be. I wish I was better at sports. Yeah. Oh, well, we can just talk about him.
1: Yeah, this is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Will, what a thrill it was chatting to Nick Maloof over there in the Athletes' Village.
0: Yeah, what an unexpected exclusive that was. That was a very interesting insight into how the Olympians are faring over there.
1: I've always wanted to know stuff, like yeah. what happens outside of the actual event times. The and...
0: questions that aren't usually asked. Yeah, yeah Like, like doing... what's the queue like for the laundromat? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a good question by a, me.
0: That was an unreal question from you. What are you ta- well, fascinating.
1: I thought you asked him about condoms,
0: Yeah, and the condoms that's been well publicised. Yeah, well,
1: people are interested in the laundry situation as well. Oh
0: yeah, everyone's gripping, trying to find out about
1: (laughs) about plenty of plenty of mums are wanting to know about the laundry situation. Queue up for forty
0: five minutes. Oh, I thought that was what a scoop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we can ask him about cleaning next time, like if they they clean up their own apartment.
0: What are the microwaves like over there? (laughs)
1: We'll get him on next week to find out about the yeah, microwaves.
0: We'll delve in a bit deeper.
1: Yeah, um, it's been a great start to the Olympics, hasn't it? It has. What a
0: cracking day one.
1: Oh, to be honest, I wasn't that excited in the lead up. And then as mm. soon as it started this you know, last night and this morning, I, I can't stop watching it. Yeah, it's infectious. I can't Once... wait to get home and watch the 25 metre pistols.
0: Yeah, well, which is on soon. We, yeah. should, we should rush home Crap for that one. Quickly. But what a day one. I assume you caught Mac Horton's race.
1: Well, he's definitely the story of day one.
0: Oh, what a phenomenal swim that was.
1: Unbelievable. And he's only 20. A
0: young 20-year-old, and he's already beaten our men's gold medal tally from London in the pool in one race.
1: He's got a Clark Kent vibe about him, don't you think? He's got the glasses on straight up for the race. Superman
0: in the pool, Clark Kent on the
1: deck. What a legend. I'm a massive fan.
0: Yeah, huge fan. But, of course, Mac has this... Strange rivalry brewing with Sun Yang, who came second in the race. Did you catch any of that during this week?
1: Yeah, he sure does. Well, he's finished the race today and on the pool deck yep. has had taken the opportunity just to just have a big crack at him.
0: A massive swipe at him. Because if you yep. weren't aware, mm. Sun Yang was tested positive for a banned stimulant in 2014. It was banned for three months by the Chinese Swimming Association. Mm. So he has a record. Mm. But Mac made sure everyone knew about it.
1: Yeah, here's what he said straight after the race.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely a win for a good guy. I don't know if it's a rivalry between me and him, just me and athletes who have tested positive, I guess.
1: How about that from the, from the young fella?
0: Yeah, for a 20-year-old wearing glasses like that, he's got a fair bit of nerve to be uh, swiping opponents down like that.
1: That's right. And I, I loved it. But i tell you who didn't like it. Who? The country of China.
0: Oh, that's a lot of people to piss off. It's
1: made massive news over there that he's had a crack about, you know, doping allegations against Sun. Well, they love Sun. Yeah. And so They're what, all about what's Sun. happened, they've just flooded social media, Twitter accounts, <laughs> Instagram, everywhere. Just
0: Every hashtag Matt Horton. Just
1: bagging Mac. A mate yeah. of mine knows Mac and put up a photo of himself with Mac on Instagram this afternoon following oh, yeah. the win, just to say congratulations, Mac, you know, what, yeah. what a race. Um, and he put the ha- hashtag Mac Horton. Oh, anyway, no. All these um, Chinese swimming fans... <laughs> Have jumped on his account, calling him a loser, putting, you know, the snake emoji? Yeah. That's getting a massive run. What is that referring to? Just he's a, a snake.
0: They just don't, is that? They don't like him. Well, I think that's, that's one of the zodiac symbols, isn't it?
1: Well, I don't know. They, they, <laughs> is,
0: that, is that one of the bad ones, is it? It
1: has to be. It
0: has to it's be. a bit of a villain in Chinese. I'd say
1: rat would be the worst zodiac sign. <laughs> I don't know. Well,
0: they're not calling him a rat.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm but, a dragon, so.
0: <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a cock. But anyway, uh, Matt Horton. I, I back him 100%.
1: I can't wait for his next race.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be he clinging from, onto this. He
1: shoots from the hip. Yeah. That's what we love here. And let's hope he just keeps going in that direction.
0: Yeah. But uh, did you catch much of the opening ceremony?
1: Uh, not at all. Not a bit? No.
0: It was fascinating.
1: Was it? They I, saw, really, I, they, I saw pictures of Giselle walking across. That yeah, was Giselle got, was part of it. Yeah. But they,
0: everyone involved in Brazilian culture, they really mm. delved in deep. And, you know, it's a, a lot of metaphors, a lot of uh, symbolism.
1: They they love metaphors and things. at the opening A lot of a lot of,
0: a lot of dancing. A lot of I didn't realise there was so much dancing in Brazil's history, but mm. apparently there was.
1: I wish we had a highlights package or something to
0: play. Oh, we do, don't we? Excuse me. I sent that through this morning.
1: The hi- oh, actually, yeah, no, we could, we could. Do you reckon it's worth playing? Yeah, give it a run. Oh, so here's what happened at the opening ceremony. If you did miss it. Welcome to the opening ceremony of the Games of the 31st Olympiad, hosted by Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. We have been waiting many, many years for this moment, and I, for one, cannot wait for it to get started.
0: To start, we see the stadium covered in trees as far as the eye can see. I suppose this represents the Amazon. It sure does. And look, you can see the bulldozers coming in now. Little children with axes. Oh, what an amazing metaphor. Yes, they're going through with chainsaws. Aren't they having fun out there? They're absolutely loving it, the little one.
1: Now out comes the dancing sewage. It's an incredible sight here at the oh, stadium. Oh, isn't
0: this wonderful? Dancing plastic bags, dancing tyres. and Oh, would you look at that? The swarms of mosquitoes. They've <laughs> really thought of everything. Oh, mosquitoes are very prevalent here. And as they clean up the metaphorical lines of cocaine, a little boy has entered the centre of the arena. What a very special moment for this young man. And he seems to have been joined
1: by an older man. I, I think it's Pele. I think you're spot on there. It is soccer legend Pele out in the middle of the stadium. What an incredible moment. Wow, perhaps the Nicky Webster moment of the Rio Games. Let's hope this young man's career turns out a bit better than hers, though. <laughs> yes, of course. And it, Oh,
0: oh no, I think he... Yes, he's he's mugging Pele. I think it's a metaphorical mug. No... The- I no, think no, he's actually he, mugging Pele. Yeah, Pelé. no, he's mugged Pele. He's got his wallet. And off he goes, running into the distance. Gee, he's quick. Yeah, wow, incredibly quick.
1: The Greenfield Post on Triple M. Will, it's been a massive day in the NRL with the return of Jared Hayne.
0: Yeah, I think I've heard of this Hayne character. He's, uh, he's been clogging the headlines of late and he had his comeback today, didn't
1: he? Can you believe he signs with a team four days ago? Yeah. And the next minute he's out on the field.
0: That's a remarkable turnaround for someone who was in the sporting wilderness. We didn't know what he was doing. We well, thought he was going to sign up for the Melbourne Cup. He, he, he had everything <laughs> with jo- his name on it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the, the dreams are coming thick and fast for Hain. Yeah. And then the dream of um, earning millions and millions of dollars on the Gold Coast sort of took over yeah, everything. It's
0: a pretty good dream. Yeah, well, I'd take it.
1: I feel a bit sorry for the people. Like, he's come straight into the side after yeah. signing with the team only four days ago.
0: So someone's got bumped, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, I, f- I feel sorry for that person that's that got is has bumped true.
0: The team. Is, someone has to have been bumped.
1: Well, I often think this when I watch, you know Air Bud? You know the movie about the dog? Yeah, that I'm plays, aware of Air Bud. You know the dog, how he plays basketball? Yeah. What about the poor kid that didn't make the side because a dog took his spot? <laughs> oh, that is rough. <laughs> that is, yeah.
0: Well, it's the same. I've, I've mentioned to you before about Harry Potter yeah. in the first one, how he's never flown a broom before. Just this, you know, grade seven kid Yeah, nerdy kid with glasses. Just suddenly makes the top Quidditch team. Were there no other seekers in Gryffindor that were capable of yeah. stepping up to the plate? What about
1: all the other Gryffindor Surely they're just
0: like a grade 11 that was like banging down the door.
1: Yeah, there was probably some poor kid who'd been training for five years for his opportunity. Yeah.
0: And then Jared Hainrock's up on a broom. Yeah,
1: <laughs> just takes
0: <laughs> Pinches spot. his spot.
1: Can you believe that?
0: But yeah, there, there was uh, it was an interesting uh, covered game up there. Of course, Fox Sports covered it because I think Channel 9 weren't interested in the start of the year. Warriors, Titans didn't sound like... Oh, really? Like, so they've gone, oh, we're not interested in that game. They, they ignored it from their scheduling lineup.
1: And it's turned into the biggest game it's of the year.
0: Just out of nowhere this week, it's turned into the biggest game of the year. Well, so. Fox
1: Sports took full advantage of broadcasting it. Did you know they had Hayne Cam? Hayne Cam. This is serious. They had a camera focused on Hayne the entire time. And you know, similar to how, you know, when Eddie Maguire does press red for Ed. Yeah. And he commentates a really Collingwood bias thing. Yeah, yeah. You could press red and get Hayne cam and it was just a camera oh, wow. focused on Jared Hayne. So for midway through the first first half, he was sitting there on the bench and the cameras just focused on. You could just watch him. So just he's, a
0: fixed camera just, on the just, bench. You
1: know, itching his nose, you know, having a bit of a scratch. Wow. Yeah, the whole game.
0: What an unnecessary insight.
1: It, it was hundred percent. But the, the amazing thing is that do you know Fox Sports, it's still going. And they're still it was so successful, they've they've kept it going tonight.
0: They've kept Hain Cam going.
1: Yeah. We can cross to it now live if you want. Oh, can we? Yeah. yeah oh, what have you got? Go. I'll press red. Hang on. One yeah,
0: second.
1: How about that? He's ha- in the shower, Hain. Hain in now. the shower, is he? Yeah, yeah. Singing a bit of Les Mis. He's bit his favourite musical. Having a dream. He yeah, righto. He be on Broadway in no time, Hain.
0: Oh, yeah. Well done.
1: <laughs> like all things Jared Hain. He's never far from controversy. Did you yeah. see during the match he touched a ref?
0: He touched a ref. Yeah, so
1: not, there's nothing in it. He's sort of backed up against it, but it's a massive no-no. Well, so. yeah,
0: this has been uh, floating around in the NRL for a while now because Tyson Frizzell was given a week mm. uh, pr- of late.
1: Mm. For a similar sort of incident. For a
0: similar innocuous little touch of the ref, and they don't like it at all, the NRL.
1: Yeah, well, if the NRL are smart, they'll sort of try and get this under the carpet because everyone wants to see Hayne playing.
0: It would be insane if Hayne would have missed a week. But then they've set a precedent, so... What do they do? Well,
1: they need Hane to play. He's, he's the only one that's packing out stadiums for
0: them. That, yeah, they'll they'll introduce some Hane rule. Hane can touch whoever he wants. They'll have to. If there's yeah. any
1: if there's any bias or rigging in the NRL, you know, they'll I, make it happen.
0: I don't think there is, mate. Yeah. Come on.
1: <laughs> hey, Hane Cam's still going, you know. Oh, is it? Yeah, do you want to go back to it? Do you think Yeah, it yeah. Well all right. last
0: What's time? happening in Hane Cam?
1: Hey, let's go. Oh yeah, he's oh, sleeping. He's, he's sleeping. Yeah, he's in bed now. Yeah, you see? it's amazing access in it is sports late sports. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah you, you, been a big day. Yeah. Oh, Jared. Oh. <laughs> you idiots. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. And, Will, it's been a big weekend in footy and probably no bigger story than where the Brisbane Lions are at at the moment.
0: Yeah, not a whole lot happened this weekend in terms of changing the finals picture. but the Brisbane Lions, they had their second worst loss in club history. 100... Was it the
1: second biggest ever? Oh, it? yeah.
0: 138 points, the second biggest margin. And it certainly got ugly. It was a full house over there in Adelaide Oval.
1: Was it full house? Was yeah, it? Or to like, turn up to see that?
0: Mm, just like the full Coliseum, just waiting for a lion to take <laughs> like, out a gladiator. Like a public stoning, sort they, of Monty they Python wanted, style. They wanted blood in Adelaide. And
1: they got it. They certainly got it. As a result of that game, the first head has already rolled up in Brisbane with this uh, Simon Black leaving the club. He posted a video a short time ago to the club website. Let's take a listen to what Simon Black had to say.
0: Thanks very much for the wonderful support. Um, I'll certainly miss coming to the Gabber every every day, like I have for the last... Um, yeah, nineteen years but again uh, I'm sure the club would the club is onwards and upwards and um, again thanks very much for your support and I'll see you all around soon cheers
1: that was Simon black talking on the club website oh. Oh, it had a bit of a hostage feel about it
0: yeah definitely had a Greg Swan behind the camera with auto cue cards, sort <laughs> of vibe.
1: Right. It reminded me of the Johnny Depp sort of Amber Heard video. <laughs> yeah, no one wanted to be there. He just <laughs> Bit
0: hostage style.
1: I wonder whose idea it was. Yeah, very awkward. But you got a feel for Leaper. You'd have to say Will that his days are probably numbered as the coach uh, of the Brisbane Lions yeah, after that
0: loss. He is on borrowed time, 100.
1: You got a feel for. Imagine getting in the flight heading back to Brisbane, knowing that you know the board's probably having emergency meetings this weekend, yep. saying should he stay or should he go. Yeah. You're under so much pressure as a coach of a footy club.
0: Well, just if you if you've done your job, regardless of what your job is, if you've mm. done your job that poorly, mm. like if you worked at like grilled and you <laughs> the burger place, yeah, and so you dropped eight burgers during yeah. your shift and you've kicked over the the mop bucket yeah. and you've, you've overcharged, charity bin goes over. yeah, yeah, you've spilt all those bottle tops <laughs> and you've just had a stinker. Yeah. At least you can just you can, you can shake it off. Yeah. And...
1: Well, you get home and no one gets stuck into you. Yeah. The worst thing that can happen is you get fired and then you just go and get a job at Red Rooster and stuff. It's not that easy for an AFL coach.
0: It's not. Unless Leopard wants to work at Red Rooster. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He's got the <laughs> hair colour for it. <laughs> he could do the ads. He could. We might be onto something here. It's not all bad for Leopard, is it? <laughs> bit of a marketing endorsement campaign. Not, I
0: might flick him through a resume.
1: What's your bet? Will he be gone within the week? I'll give him two. Two weeks? Not yeah. two. Uh, yeah. I reckon he'll be gone within the week. Well, the big calls on the Greenfield Post. This has been the Greenfield Post on Triple M with Will and MJ. And we, what a great show. I loved chatting to Nick Maloof over there in the Olympic Village.
0: That was very interesting. A so, bit of a rare insight from, uh, from Nick over there.
1: Yeah, and he's in for a big week. I think their last game is on Friday. Yeah. And from that moment all bets are off for the rugby 7 side. That's it. They they start
0: quick and they wrap up pretty quick so. So this
1: time next week we might try and chat to him again just to see what kind of condition he's in. Yeah, it'll be a more interesting chat I reckon. I 100% he's a bit down and out today like he's relaxed probably a bit nervous. Kept a lid on it. Yeah. Next week I think that lid will be blown straight yep. off. I hope so anyway. Now I just wanted to mention you I was watching a little bit of the opening ceremony yesterday. Yeah. And this was a highlight for mine. It's Bruce McAvaney and Andrew Gaze when the country of Aruba Entered the stadium. Aruba. Not only a country, but the opening word of
0: the Beach Aruba. Boys song. My well, word it is Aruba, Jamaica, oh, I want to take it to
1: Barbuda, my for my mama. Come on, pretty mama, if you don't mind. Casey. <laughs> the most famous thing about the country of Aruba is the fact they were mentioned by the Beach Boys. It's probably true, too. I don't like, they've, they've been copying it, haven't they? Oh, yeah, there's a bit of social media feedback saying that, you know, it was a bit offensive to a Arubans. Uh, Arubans never won a medal. I wonder what the Bruce McEvaney of Aruba said about Australia. <laughs>
0: oh, of Australia
1: from the Men at Work song.
0: This is the land down under. <laughs>
1: da, 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 da.
0: Hand me a Vegemite sandwich.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to go to Aruba.
0: I don't even know what accent to do. Where is Aruba?
1: Uh, I think it's in the Caribbean. Oh, well there you go, man. It's going to be a great place to go, Aruba. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on Aruba side. It, okay. I hope they win a medal.
0: Oh uh, yeah, sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Give the Greenfield Post a follow on Facebook. I think it's up to about forty thousand fans now. The Greenfield Post on yeah, Facebook. I think, yeah, I think that's about right. It's flying at the moment. Give middle. it a like. Thanks for listening. This has been the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Adios. The Greenfield Post on Triple M.